the Black Wrestling Revolution Podcast. Oh, Kofi trying to find it. Kofi free. Kofi. When we talk all things wrestling from the WWE, we already saved WWE. NXT, Belair goes for the cover. Lateral press hooks a leg. New Japan Pro Wrestling and AEW. Now here is your host, Tracy, aka Smiley. What's up, everybody? This your girl, Miss Smiley. Welcome back to the Black Wrestling Revolution podcast. Ha ha! Surprise two episodes. What? Yes. If you just got down this to my International Women's Day special, I did two episodes. This is a double episode day. You're welcome. <laughs> now I just did a special just talking about women, but this one, this one we're actually gonna talk about some wrestling. Now we had a pay per view. That just came by and went, and it was actually really, really good, except for like one match. So let's dive in head first. Let's talk about AEW Revolution. Yes, yes, I watched it. I watched it. It was really, really good. So the first match we had before the show even started was Layla Hurst versus Chris Statlander. I love Chris Statlander. Love her. The news, boop, the news. The nose boop thing and her being an alien. I love it so much. I'm still not there with Layla. I'm just not there yet. It's not really clicking for me. It's not. It, she's just, I'm not really like, you know, a big fanatic of her. But after this match, I'm going to have to look into her a little bit more. Because I'm just like, mm, okay, girl, like, yes. Yeah, she had a fucking um, uh, Rana and she sent them both to the fucking floor. I was like, yes. Even though she beat Chris, I wasn't. It. So then we also had uh, on the buy-in, we had QT Marshall versus Hook. Now, QT Marshall, honey, don't like to managing. Like, bye. And Hook, Hook is good. Hook is getting there. It ain't, I'm not a hooker. I'm not a hook. <laughs> Can't believe I'm supposed to say that. Um, I'm not a hooker. I'm not there yet. Like, I like him. I like the kid. I really do. But I'm not going to sit here and hype myself up like, oh my God, hook is the best fucking thing on AEW. It's not there yet. I just look at him as a child because I'm older than him. I'm almost 30. I'll be 30 in five days. So, I, you know, I'm just, I'm not there. I'm not there. But I like him. I like the way the kid moves, the way he sells. Like, this motherfucker has, like, the way he's going, he's going to be a big fucking star. He's going to be a big fucking star especially knowing that Taz is dad like oh god he's good and he really hasn't been wrestling for that well does he wrestle like not like you know not like you know sports entertainment wrestle but does he, does he do like a high school wrestling does he do football I don't know but he's really fucking good he's really good and you know it was it was really good you know a bunch of suplex his suplexes are wah wah amazing uh he did suplexes before counting me to a diamond cutter and locking in the red rum oh Mwah! Mwah! It's beautiful. So good. Now, this one. This one has to be my fucking favorite match of the buy-in. House of Black versus the Death Triangle. Oh, my God. I didn't know who to pick because I love me some Malachi Black and the House of Black. But also the Death Triangle. You got Penta. Oh, my God. Oh, oh. This fucking... 
oh my god it was so good it was like watching like a, like watching like a new japan tag match it was just it was just so much happening all at once it was just it just really clicked together the match just really 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 clicked together for me and it was just so good i did not want to stop watching i didn't even want to go to my kitchen and go get popcorn i just wanted to sit there and watch everything as it unfolded it was just so fucking good you have the majestics that is fucking benta you have malachi black and his fucking kicks you have fucking buddy matthews that motherfucker is a goddamn fucking spider monkey you got uh fucking brody king that's a big fucking dude and he'll like he he does some fucking high flying stuff even though he's big fucking dude and then you have uh, oh god who else is in this fucking batch you have fucking red beard you know making his uh aew debut and he's a big fucking dude but he'll fuck you up and it was oh my god yeah benta you have his brother like it, you have ah uh, it was it was just so fucking good like oh my god that has to be the fucking best match on the whole entire body and that could have been on the fucking main show that could have been on the main show. It could have. It really, really, really fucking could have. For me. It could have been on the fucking main show. That was my A+. Plus. A fucking plus. I have nothing bad to say about that fucking match. It was amazing. Amazing. So then we go straight into the first match on the main card. Trish Jericho versus Eddie Kingston. Now right out the fucking bat, Eddie Kingston literally ran to the ring playing no fucking playing no fucking games and immediately just suplexes him onto his fucking head. He literally just dropped Jericho on the top of his fucking head. And Jericho tried to roll out holding his head because holy shit, he just dropped him on his fucking head. But Eddie said, Hell no, nah, followed him and got him right back in the fucking ring. And of course Jericho, you know, fighting back, working on the fucking on his eye and uh chop at the chop big suplexes um returning that fucking uh drop on the head where he also dropped eddie on his fucking head and i you know sitting on my bed fucking like shedding bricks i'm just like can y'all please stop dropping each other in the fucking head like y'all not both in your 40s or something like that i don't know how old is eddie in his 30s i'm in jericho jericho's dead man almost in his 50s can you please stop dropping yourself in your fucking head please stop please stop uh, they're going back and forth. Uh, Jericho came back with a fucking code breaker. Like, uh, Jericho went for the knockout with his back elbow. You know, that basic ass fucking move. Uh, but instead he ate two back this from Eddie. Uh, before Eddie locked in a fucking string, uh, sorry, stretch plum to force Jericho to tap. But of course, before, uh, you know, after getting Jericho to tap, Jericho refused to shake Kingston's hand because that was a thing. Jericho said if Eddie won, he would give him the fucking, you know, handshake. You know, hot dog and a handshake, dog. Like, you know, a brother, you know, brother, brother, you know, handshake, hot dog and handshake, you know, that shit. And, you know, that was, you know, it was a good match. Really good. So I don't like, you know, both of them landing on their heads. Like, that shit makes me want to, ah, cringe. Ooh. So then we had the AEW Tag Team Championship, Jurassic Express, Jurassic Express versus Red Dragon versus the Young Bucks. I love me some good old fashioned tag team matches, especially with fucking Jurassic Express because Jungle Boy is a fucking spot monkey and he'll fly everywhere. And the Young Bucks, they love their fucking spots. You got to get the fuck spots in, dog. And then you got fucking Red Dragon. Uh, made up of Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby, Bob, 
And of course, all during the match, you fucking heard Bob just talking shit from the silence, just talking, 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 talking. I'm just like, shut the fuck up. I just want to be like, Bobby, shut the fuck up with your curing on ass. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> like, I'm trying to watch the match, Bobby. Shut the fuck up. Kyle, of course, doing his, uh, one of my favorite moves that he did when he goes to the ropes, goes in between the ropes and leans back and comes back with a fucking, um, not a cutter, uh, why do I keep saying cutter? It's a, a clothesline. He did it twice. He did it from in between the ropes and then from the bottom rope, which I was just like, holy shit, came back and got to both of them with two clotheslines. It was fucking beautiful. Um, Jurassic Express, of course, fucking taking, uh, reclaiming, not reclaiming, but not losing the tag team champions. We still have Jurassic Express as our fucking tag team champions. Uh, this match was good. It was good. Um, it was really good. Entertaining, of course. Then we had the Face of the Revolution ladder match. We had Keith Lee versus Orange Cassidy versus Powerhouse Hobbs versus Ricky Starks versus Warlow versus Christian Cage. This match was full of spots. So if I don't remember some, don't kill me. But the ones that I remember the most was Keith Lee and, uh, who was holding the other end? I think it was, um, Ricky. Ricky and, um, Keith holding both ends of the ladder. Orange Cassidy's in the middle. And he does the old, what old Dean Ambrose used to do in WWE. He lifts himself up on top of the ladder, trying to grab the brass ring. And that spot, I was like, holy shit. Maybe remember, I was like, oh, Dean, uh, you know, before he was Moxley, I was like, holy shit, Moxley used to do that shit back when he was Dean Ambrose. So I was just like, you know, haha, like he's been studying tape. I'm like, yes, tape study. Um, definitely, you know, that was, it was, uh, God, it was so much happening in this fucking match. It was so much. Um, I think I, uh, there was, was one spot. Um, uh, Christian hitting Hobbs with a reverse DDT off the ladder. Bravo. 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 Um, it was just, oh God, it was so fucking much. Uh, everyone trying to going all up, you know, everyone's on the fucking top of the ladder trying to grab it at once and everyone falling down that, you know, the same old, same old. Uh, but of course, uh, Wardlow actually fucking won this and he is, he faced the revolution and he got the brass ring. Uh, so then we have the next one, the AEW TBS Championship, Jay Cargill versus Tate Conti. Now y'all know I don't give a fuck about Tate Conti. It was a lot of fuckery in this match, a lot of distractions. I don't like a lot of distractions in my match. Like, I understand, you know, you gotta have some distractions. I understand that. But when it comes to, like, the women's wrestling, I don't like a lot of shenanigans. I, I can't stand a lot of the outside shenanigans, especially when it was with Jay, uh, well, we'll get to that, but it was just, you know, a lot of outside shenanigans, and I saw that that night with the women's wrestling, with the women's match, and there was a lot of fucking outside interference, and a lot of outside shenanigans, and I was just like, do we really need all this? Do we, do we know? Do we really need all this? We could just have one-on-one, we can't have one-on-one, we gotta have shenanigans, this is wrestling, but we gotta have shenanigans, yeah. It was, it was, but Tay Conti found a fight. That woman put on a goddamn fucking fight. Uh, Jay trash talking, uh, Tay Conti saying that we don't need all that fucking karate shit. Uh, Tay hitting her with a DDT 
for a near fall after Anna Jay did shenanigans, uh, hitting uh, Jade in the face with a steel chair uh, for payback when Jade hit her with a cheap side and ringside. Uh, she almost won, but, uh, you know, Jay bounced back to hit her jaded and, uh, didn't ruin her purpose score. She's on an undertaker run. We love to see it. She's undefeated. And I love that. Now her coming out with the fucking, her gear. Oh, oh my God. That's a fucking queen. And of course, what everyone was talking about when she got to the ring, she kissed, take her on the fucking lips and everyone's just like, Ooh, how all you know all the men are just like ooh, but women and women are kissing. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, God. <laughs> but it was a really good match. Jade's still a fucking champion. She's queen. Period. And that's what, now here is the match that this and this the start of this match. It made me cry. It made me fucking cry. So after MJF, MJF, MJF came out, we saw darkness unfold. We saw smoke come out and I'm thinking, what the fuck is this? And then I heard the first couple chords of this song and it didn't hit me because I haven't heard this song in over a decade. So I was like, what the fuck is this? Little did I fucking realize after I tweeted what what music is this? Did it hit me that it was his old Ring of Honor music? Uh, Mazira, I can't fucking pronounce it. Uh, Mazira can't can't see. I can't fucking pronounce this shit. Never could. Um, but it's his old Ring of Honor music. And when he came out wearing the fucking basketball shorts and a in the windbreaker, I cried real fucking thug tears. I cry. I'm sitting on the floor like I have literally fallen off my bed now. I'm on the floor of my bedroom crying like I am crying thug tears and I am just like, oh my God, like I am just ugly crying and I'm just like all right this is about to be a fucking big match like him coming out in his old ring of honor gear with the old ring of honor theme music I am just bawling my eyes out this match here was fucking bloody. It was bloody. Um, before, uh, basically, the early portion of the match, uh, you know, got your standard choking and yanking with the chain before MJF was able to drive the chain into Punk's face, opening up his own, the old wound that MJF uh, attacked earlier in the week when he was bloody in the face, had a whole crimson mask. MJF grabbed a microphone and demanded that CM Punk tell the crowd that he wanted to quit. And Punk, of course, refused. And stormed back, whipping MJF with the goddamn chain before attacking MJF's hand. Uh, MJF would actually counter the go to sleep into the salt of the earth arm bar. Though, you know, he had trouble locking that in uh, because of his injured hand, of course. Uh, allowing CM Punk to lock in the Anaconda Vice to nearly get a submission. Uh, it, it continued and continued to get more violent and more bloody uh, before uh, CM Punk hit a pile driver on the ring apron. Uh, MJF then grabbed a fucking bag of thumbtacks 
And I'm like, like, oh shit, thumbtacks. And I'm like, I was going in a fucking tongue, um, into the thumbtacks before MJF hit a suplex, hitting sending them both into the fucking soon to uh, sorry, sending them both into the thumbtacks. And then MJF, of course, called for Warlow to come and unlock the champ from his neck. And Wardlow gets to the fucking ring, you know, after winning the fucking brass ring in the last match. He comes to the ring in his suit and he's just like, oh, fuck, I can't find the ring. Where's the ring? He's patting down everything and he can't find the fucking, he can't find the fucking key. Uh, he can't find uh, MJF's uh, dynamite diamond ring. That's what he wanted. Sorry. He wanted to find uh, his ring. And according to distraction, allow CM Punk to hit the go to sleep. And then all of a sudden, Warlow was like, oh, wait, it was in this pocket the whole time. Took it out and put it on the apron for CM Punk. And CM Punk knocked MJF, MJF out with the punch while wearing the ring. But not before MJF actually spit in his face. And I'm just like, ew, uh, COVID, come on now. Um, it was... It, it, this match, y'all know, y'all know, I, I usually am not a fan of blood. I'm getting used to seeing blood because of what my boyfriend does. Like, y'all know Hoodfoot does a lot of death matches. That's his thing now. And usually I cannot stand the sight of blood. Seeing him bleed, like, I, I usually am in the corner watching through my eyes because I'm just like, if it's too much blood, I hit, I have a blood limit. Once I hit that limit, I'm like, all right, nope, I'm not watching this no more. I'm going outside. <laughs> but this one, it didn't hit my limit because I it wasn't like it wasn't like pouring out of his head. It was a crimson mask, but it wasn't like pouring from what I'm used to seeing with Hoodfoot. Like it wasn't squirting out of his fucking head. So it was a really, really good match, and knowing that Warlow finally has had enough. Of MJF and his fucking shenanigans. Oh, I'm so excited to see how that turns out on Wednesday. I'm so fucking excited. Now, this match. Britt Breaker versus Thunder Rosa. Now, people are on Twitter are trying to say that Thunder Rosa knew that she was going to lose. And that when she came out, she didn't have the same, you know, excitedness. And that she rolled her eyes and all this shit. And bitch, I would too. Because I got to put over a fucking boring ass fucking Britt Baker. Britt Baker is boring. She has had a very lackluster title run. But I do like that, of course, after Brandy and Cody have exited AEW, that they have a brand new women's championship belt. And it actually looks like a fucking belt. It doesn't look like a fucking small ass toy. It looks really great. I like this women's title. But the fact that they didn't make it a bigger deal, I still look at them sideways because I'm just like, you kind of make it a bigger deal. Like, hey, we just redesigned our entire women's title. Like, that should have been big, huge news. But it wasn't. It's just, it was debuted on Britt Baker, uh, you know, CrossFit Baker. Then they just put on Twitter, like, oh, here, we have a brand new women's title. Here you go. This is what it looks like. It should have been a way fucking bigger deal. But you know how they fucking do the fucking women. This match was boring. It was absolutely boring I'm not a Britt Baker fan I probably will never be a Britt Baker fan she just doesn't do it for me like your whole you're a dentist who wrestles cool that's awesome you do the whole DMD thing that's cute for you 
awesome. But she's just blah, boring. And now she has two bodyguards for her. Like, girl, eh, meh, girl. Like, her wrestling is just basic. It's basic for me. She had one bloody match. Good for her. She bled once. Good, good for her. Good, good for you. I'm just not a fan of Dr. Britt Baker. Not. I've tried. It ain't hitting. It ain't hitting. I don't think she should have won. I really don't think she should have won. I think that we should have had a brand new champion. But that's just me. I, I really don't. I, no. Mm-mm. She's held that thing hostage for damn near a fucking year. Let it go, honey. Let it go. Nope. Time for you to lose it. I'm over it. Nope. 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 Not a fan. Just not a fucking fan. Eh, just not. I, I'm not going to lie. I barely watched this fucking match. Uh, that was my bathroom break I was just like alright tell him to get popcorn tell him to go to the bathroom all that shit didn't care did not care I know when I did come back that uh, there was fuckery afoot with uh, fucking Rosa doing uh, sorry uh, not Rosa uh, Rebel Rebel doing Rebel shenanigans and I was just like alright had enough whatever uh, then we had John Moxley versus Brian fucking Danielson this match this match, the ending to this match. Oh, let me tell you. Moxley, of course, did not make Daniel bleed, but made himself bleed. It was a lot of pure strikes. It was a lot of pure strikes, suplexes. It was a lot. Uh, Daniel hit a fucking run, uh, running knee uh, for a near fall after escaping Moxley's uh, bulldog choke. Uh, Brian locked up Moxley in a triangle choke. And was landing punches and elbows as Moxie was trapped. Uh, Moxie was then able to get the pin, the roll-up pin. Shockingly. Uh, rolling the choke into a pin. And then afterwards, uh, afterwards, Brian was not very happy. Uh, went up to the ref, got in his face. And then afterwards, uh, Brian hit Moxie with a kick. And the two started fucking brawling. And then all of a sudden... Fucking crowd's going wild. Why is crowd going wild? Oh my god, it's fucking William fucking Regal. William Regal both gets in uh gets in fucking Moxie's face, demanding him to fucking break up the fight. Gets in Moxie's face, all the way in his face, cause a little bit blood on his nose. Slashman's like, hey, you know, quit it, cut it out. And then Brian's on the other side. He also gets in Brian's face, fucking shit out of him, and said, Hey, you too, stop it. And made them both make up like a fucking dad. Like a fucking wrestling dad. It was like, hey, the both of you, quit it. Make up. Write the fuck down. I'm wondering what the fuck William Regal's want to do in this company. I don't know. But I'm really excited to see it. Like, this is just... AEW is getting more and more and more interesting. I'm not going to sit here and bullshit. It's getting real fucking interesting. So then we had the tornado tag match. We had uh, AHFO versus Derby, uh, Sammy Guevara, and Sting. Holy, this shit was chaotic. Everything was chaotic from the second they all hit the fucking ring. Uh, Sammy Guevara hit Isaiah Cassidy with a Spanish fly uh, from the crowd onto two tables. On the fucking entrance ramp. Now after that spot. The cameras went instantly. Straight to their face. You can hear Sammy talking to Isaiah. I'm just like yes. Yes cameraman. Get closer. Because we want to hear them talking. 
That's what we want to fucking hear. Yes, I want to hear them talking. Uh, the match continued. Uh, it spilled into the crowd before Matt Hardy took Sting to the entrance area only for Sting to fight him off and had a dive onto Andrade. Andrade was laying on these fucking, these three tables. There's just three tables. Sting's in the, on the top near like where the audience is. And this motherfucker is turning 63. He's turning 60 fucking three. And he dove onto Andrade, sending him through three fucking tables. This man is turning 63. He is two weeks away from turning 60 fucking three. And I am literally on my floor again. Floor. I, I can't get on my bed anymore. I'm on the floor. And I am just shook. I'm scared because I'm like, holy shit. Sting's almost 63. He's doing this shit. Please stop. Please stop. No. Uh, after that, uh, Dorby hit um, Matt Hardy with a scorpion death drop and a botch coffin drop to score the win. It was so chaotic. It was so fucking chaotic. It was so much happening all at once. These big things happening. Holy shit. Holy shit moments. It was. It made it good. It made it real good. That shit. Oh my god. That was amazing. Uh, so then we had the main event, which was Hangman Adam Page versus Adam Cole. This thing was about 60 minutes long. I think almost 60 minutes long. Uh, Page coming out in the um, rainbow flag because, of course, they are in Florida. They were in Orlando, Florida at the stadium for the UCF Knights. Uh, of course, with Florida passing that brand new Don't Say Gay Law. Um, unfortunately, today... They did pass the Don't Say Gay Law, and now the governor is going to sign off on it probably by the end of this week. Um, in the in this episode, I will have ways for you to donate to all of the LGBTQIA charities that are in Florida that will be able to fight this bill. Um, if you guys just want to go into the description of this episode, please donate if you can, because this is terrible for everyone who's involved. Um you know, it's all terrible. Sorry, that was a side note, but I, you know, had to get that out there. I love that, you know, he put out his gear. So yeah, in the description box, uh, please, you know, if you can donate to all of the LGBT areas in Orlando, Florida, in Florida in general, uh, please do, uh, let's go get back to the match. Uh, so this match, it was long, very long. Uh, of course, um, Adam Cole's gear, it looked happy. It looked very happy. I know he was a video game character, but uh, it looked very heavy. Very, very heavy. It didn't look comfortable. But anyway, so this match, holy fucking shit. Shit, 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 shit. It was, it was really, 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 really good. And I'm kind of really, really glad that Adam, not, the, the, the crowd, I think, by this time was probably tired because I was tired and they started chanting, you know, let's go Adam. Uh, we want Adam, all this shit. I mean, they were probably tired. I would be tired too, but, uh, let's see. We had, uh, Adam page, um, going after Adam Cole, um, page heading a dead eye to score a near fall, uh, another near fall after, uh, tombstone pile driver. Um, after, you know, some big moves from Adam page, um, 
He was about to set up for the buckshot again, but of course, here comes Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly for the distraction. Uh, this set up um, Adam Cole to hit Adam Page with the Panama Sunrise on the floor. And Bobby Fish and O'Reilly uh, served another fucking distraction when the match went back to the ring, allowing Adam to hit Page with a low blow, followed by another Panama Sunrise and everybody needs to the back of the head. Still, Adam was uh, able to kick out a two. Um, Adam Cole hit a series of super kicks only for Adam Page to uh, nearly hit the buckshot again. Um, instead, uh, Adam Cole hit more super kicks to score another uh, near fall. Uh, the Dark Order came out to the ringside to aid Adam Cole in chasing off Red Dragon. Um, Adam Page then hit the buckshot lariat on Cole, but Adam Cole got a hand on the ropes, like got like a finger, like barely a hand on the ropes to break the count. Uh, a second buckshot lariat was enough to finally finish off Adam Cole after he hit a few super kicks of his own. Um, we still have AEW champion still belongs to Adam Page. This show was very fucking long and it was on a fucking Sunday. Tony, if you can, please make your fucking pay per views like on a Saturday, because I we we are old. We gotta go to work in the morning, and please <laughs> do not make these fucking pay per views four hours long on a fucking Sunday. A bitch be fucking tired. So with that, I would give this pay per view probably a B plus, B plus, a very high B plus, probably an eighty nine. It was a really good show. Um, I did not like the Britt Baker match. The Kenny tease in the uh, pre-show with Kenny's uh, music playing and then his manager coming out instead was a big swerve because we all thought Kenny was going to come back. Um, we didn't really get any big shockers except for William Regal making his AEW debut. Um a lot of people thought Cody was coming back, including me, because they brought back the Cody Tron and they usually use for his entrances. So I was really shocked when it, I guess it was there for decoration and not Cody. I was kind of shocked. I'm like, all right, tease the fuck out of me with the Cody Tron and not use it for Cody. Okay. Swerve the fuck out of me. Um, definitely makes me want to watch Wednesday Night Dynamite now. I usually don't watch wrestling live anymore because it had gotten old to me you know what I'm saying and you know it, it it's just I just you know didn't want to I'm usually like asleep by then because I'm old and a bitch be tired after work so I'm, I'm kind of I'm gonna be able to watch um Wednesday Night Dynamite see the aftermath of this pay-per-view um so yeah with that I will leave y'all to it this is a good pay-per-view really really good show and we are, I know their, I know their, their next pay-per-view, I think, isn't going to be until Double or Nothing in Las Vegas. So that should be a good show. All their Double or Nothing shows usually are really, really good. So with that, I'm going to go because it's late. I hope y'all like this double episode drop. Uh... <laughs> I'm going to try to, like I said, I'll be back uh, after Mania. Y'all see me in Dallas. I'm excited to see all y'all. It's going to be fun. Also, please don't forget to donate to any 
uh, Florida LGBTQIA charities fighting the don't say gay bill. Uh, here on this podcast, we love and cherish our LGBTQIA uh, people. We lo- I-, I love them all. Love them so very much. I am an ally. I will fight for y'all until the last of me. Y'all fight for me. I will fight for you. And that's exactly what the fuck I'm going to do. Going to fucking fight. So with that, I'm going to go because now bitch, it's late and I will see y'all on the next episode. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to the Black Wrestling Revolution Podcast. And Booker T got a shot. The distraction worked. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information and updates, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Black Wrestle Rev. Until next time, take care.